Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. I'm just getting started, this is, baby. This is uh, hour five for you. Hour five. Hour five. Yep. You've done four hours of radio in a row. Oh, Loving it. You look like you just like ready to go another four or five. I am, man. If D-Mac doesn't show up today, we can You got it. it. You yeah. got it. Yeah, D-Mac, if you're listening to this, just stay home. You want to set the all-time <laughs> Guinness Book of World Record streak of consecutive Audio hours. What is that? I wonder what that is. Uh, do they still do the Guinness Book of World Records? You don't yes. hear about it as much yeah, anymore. Yeah, of course they do, Nate. Well, where would that go? We should. Where would that go? I don't like, know. How would it go anywhere? But you do you remember when we were it? kids? It was like it was it was ubiquitous. Yes, yes. You know, very right? ubiquitous. It was all. It was. We, you know, you had a copy right. of it. You talked about it all the time. You, yeah. You, but no you one really go t- through the pages like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I guess you just do it online. You just type it in. But do the kids have to pay? You know. A fee, right? A monthly fee for that? It's got a paywall. Yeah, of course. Do the kids know about the Guinness Book of World? That's a good question. Anymore? Not like they you used know? to. No, not like we used to. Because I remember, you know, the, the the tallest man ever recorded. You know that guy? Yeah. No. How would I? Why? Because right. I remember from the Guinness oh. Book. You think he still is? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Why? Because it ain't been touched. He's he's super tall. <laughs> Well, his name is Robert Wadlow. Uh huh. How tall? I think he was like seven eleven or That's something. That's it. Like that. I thought he'd be at least over <laughs> is that all? like nine feet. Wow, buddy. Maybe he's been beaten. I don't know. Chicken fingers. Robert Wadlow still the tallest guy in the world. Uh, uh, sure, he's eaten a three musketeer. Yeah, man. Put the three musketeers well, down. I got two of them back here now. So there okay, you go. okay, See? okay. You'll be full of nougat. All right, the NFL offseason is always a, a, a period of intrigue. I love it. Do you love it? I do, man. I mean, it's great. They do a good job of, I think, continuing this pretty much year-round. So I'm I'm here for the offseason. I can't wait for it, even though the Broncos, you know, draft-wise, we don't have a first or second-round pick. But it's just the offseason's great, and and more so now than ever, especially with these quarterbacks that are on the move. Yeah, you mentioned the quarterbacks. I mean, aside from that, 31 teams failed this year, right? That's right. And so the intrigue in improving your tr- team, finding better players, finding a better coach, finding a way to get it done, winning the offseason is something that keeps fans engaged. And you just mentioned the quarterbacks. There's going to be a quarterback carousel going on, um, maybe the likes of which we haven't seen before. I think the name at the top of that list is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back NFL MVP. Uh, his team went 8-9 and nine this year, so he fell off a bit. Do you think Aaron Rodgers' play – fell off because of him, or was it his team and the discord on his team? I think it's a little bit of both. I think he's still slaying it, obviously, um, but you have new pieces around you. No more Devontae Adams, a couple young wide receivers. Uh, makes it a little bit more difficult, right? And Aaron Rodgers, he he wasn't showing up at OTAs and you know grinding through the offseason last year. No. Putting the work in and trying to build that – build the confidence of the young wide receivers, groom and help them and guide them and do all that stuff that you do in the offseason. He wasn't there doing that. Why do you think he has that disconnect? Because, like, he is mentioned in the same breath as the greats, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, those guys, Aaron Rodgers, he's a bad, bad man. Why doesn't he understand that and make a commitment to his team to come back day one and put in the work? I don't know. I don't know what the thought process is there. And, you know, if you have a veteran group, 
okay. Yeah, I mean, do you need to grind the whole off season? Uh, no, you're, you're you're cool, right? You've been there and done that with those guys. You don't need to be there every single day doing that. But when you have a young group, an experienced group, yeah, that matters a lot. And him not being there and him not doing it, I think, was a big factor in their slow start and a lot of the issues that they had this year. So, and and look, he can still play at a very high level. I don't think at the level that he was playing at a few years ago. Um, so. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. I don't think he's back in Green Bay. I think he's. I think they trade him. I think he still plays another year. Um, and just I just one more. I, do you think he wants? Because because if you get traded, you want to put in a couple of years there, right? To watch yeah. it, to watch it bear fruit. It's not always going to be the Tom Brady plug and play. Who knows with this guy? That's it's, true. He likes being talked about. Mm. Okay, he likes being the storyline. Yeah. And so every off season. You know, he's going to go on a retreat to see if he wants to play again another year, right? And so that's a big part of it. I think he's traded, it looks like, uh, let's say, uh, Vegas. That's that. That's where I'll go. What do you think, Aaron Rodgers, back in Green Bay or traded or retired? Yeah, I think he's going to go somewhere else. Well, it depends on what the darkness says, right? Yeah. Well, he's got to go into darkness. Yeah. Kind of it's going, things it's, out. It should be happening this week. Uh, he got mad because some folks said it was happening now, and he right. said, you don't know crap about me, Tom Pelissero and uh, Adam Schefter. Keep my name out your mouth uh, on the Pat McAfee he, show. Yeah, he likes his name in people's <laughs> mouth. He likes that. Uh, I was going to make a joke. No, I'm not going to do it. Stay away from it. Yeah. yeah. First show together. <laughs> right. Trouble. Right, right. Let's not get in trouble. Let's steer right here. Yes. Um, okay, so let's, would it be a fit with the Vegas Raiders? Would it be a fit with Nathaniel Hackett with the Jets? Which which of those teams do you think would be better for Aaron Rodgers? I think the Jets. I think they're the more complete football team. they got a really good defense, and, and offensively uh, they're building something there. So I think the Jets would be the best fit. For him, obviously Vegas uh, probably would be with Devontae Adams more exciting for him, maybe. Uh, but then you're, you're coming to see the Broncos, you're coming to mm. see the Chargers, yep. and you're coming to see that other team. Uh, who's the other team in this division? <sighs> I, can't, I can't think of it. Yeah, that other team also. I think yeah. they're okay. So it's yep. a tougher division probably than the Jets, um, Buffalo, New England, Miami division, which that's not a cakewalk division either. And he would be reuniting with Nathaniel Hackett. Yes. Right? And he clearly does like the guy. He Sounded he, like yeah, it. Yeah, he talks about how he like does creative presentations. He keeps him engaged. He's a, he's fun and funny. And, like, yeah. we thought that that would mean you were a good head coach. Right. Didn't work out that way. Um, so who do, you, who do you see the Raiders having at quarterback? Him. I think that's where he goes. Oh, you think he I, is going to go to the Raiders? I do. Yeah. I think his best fit would be the Jets. Okay. But I think he ends up going back with Devontae Adams. To the Raiders, um, if not, I don't. I don't. I mean, where do you do? You, what do you think? I think uh, I think he's going to go to the Jets okay. and reunite with that dude because I think that's what he wants to do. Reunite with that dude, yeah, Nathaniel. Uh, Nathaniel, yeah, Nate, yeah, Nate, Nate, Nate got Nate the best out of him, and, and Nate coached him when he had back to back MVPs. That's right, right. I mean, yes. you got to you got to give him some credit for that. Sure, getting him to play at a high level. Nathaniel Hackett promised Aaron Rodgers was going to come here. That's why he got the job. The job. Uh, he was interviewing with George Payton. I, no, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, no, it went like I this. Though. I'm gonna tell you exactly how oh, it went. Okay. Oh. George Payton said, uh, "You want the job here?" He's like, "Yeah, I want to be the head coach." He's like, "Well, what about Aaron Rodgers?" And this is what he said: "I can give him to you." Oh, that's what he said. I can give him to you. I can give him to you. I can give him to you. I understood it, right? Yeah. And he didn't. No, he didn't deliver on that. Obviously. And and, and after that point, 
He was neutered. Yeah, it wasn't very good, obviously. Um, <sighs> Mark Slayer told us that was going to happen. He did. Yeah. Uh, Remember that? Were you around? <laughs> he he gave was, us that also. Uh, so there was a lot of people that were lying about Aaron Rodgers. There were. So really, and Aaron Rodgers said this on Pat McAfee yesterday, that you don't know bleep about me in my life, in my inner circle. Yeah. So nobody knows what Aaron Rodgers is right. going to do. He just likes to be talked about. That's what we do know. Yeah. He likes to be the topic of conversation in the offseason. Yeah. What about Derek Carr? Yeah, that's an interesting one. He is a free agent now. Nate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and where does he end up? He took a visit to the Saints. Uh, does he go to the Jets? Hey, there's another team out there. How about the Carolina Panthers? I think um, I think Aaron Rodgers ends up in Vegas. I think Derek Carr ends up in New York. Oh, you think so? The Meadowlands. Mm. The Jets. J-E-T-S. Uh, Jets, Jets, Jets. I think he ends <laughs> up there. Either there or Carolina are, are, are the two that I think. What about uh, but, Tampa? That's an interesting one um, also because they, they're going to need a quarterback. Who's that? Who's that guy they drafted? Was it Kyle Trask? Yeah, from Florida. Yeah, yeah, big Blaine tall, Blaine Gabbert, gunslinger also. guy. Yeah, I. Uh, but I think obviously they'll be looking for a quarterback there in 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 Tampa. Uh, so, I, I, you know, Tom couldn't get a lot out of that situation last year. That ship seems like it's kind of taking on water in Tampa, yep. and their better days are behind them. Uh, so, I think Carolina is a better situation than Tampa, and I think the Jets are a better situation than Tampa. And I think Derek Carr ends up uh, with the Jets. Do you think the Broncos would be in better shape right now if they had never traded for Russell Wilson but had ridden with Drew Locke last year, same outcome, and now you're in the market for a new quarterback? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And yes. I mean, we're in an awful situation right now. It was awful last year, but not only did we play awful football, we don't have a first-round draft pick. We would have the fifth pick in the draft, right? And... We we would have a ton of cap space, some more cap space. So, so, so like, the, the cupboard's bare. Like, we would be working with a blank foundation, just a nice foundation, right? And and that would be so much better of a situation than working with the foundation where everything is crooked. Like, we got to try to fix everything now. That's what we're doing now. We don't have a first-round pick, and um, we would have. We would have. We probably have two first-round picks Um this year, possibly, with the trade from Bradley Chubb. Who knows how it would have worked out with our coach, but, right. yes, we would have been in a much better situation if we just stuck with Drew Locke. Funny words to say that. Do um, you agree with that? I do. I, do you I, think so? I also think that the pressure on Hackett would have been a whole lot less if it would have been Drew Locke. That's a good point. He would have coached differently. They might even have won more games. You right. know, like Hackett would probably still be the coach. Probably would be. Because you wouldn't expect him second to year, right? yeah, turn it around so quickly. Funny how things work out. Wow. Yeah, good point. Um, all right, the Denver Nuggets taking on the Dallas Mavericks tonight. Kyrie, a new member of the Dallas Mavericks. How's that going to play out? Could that be a potential Western Conference final matchup? That's next. Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Stop it. Stop it. Um, dude, Creed was on top of the world for a while. 
They were like the biggest rock band in my own prison, brother. <laughs> oh, I mean, hey. You're love. Right? Creed. Oh, love. Love, love. But he fell out some hard times, Scott Stapp. Yeah. yeah. Talk to me about him. Well, like, no, I mean, in and out of prison. Oh, lost it all. He created his own prison. His yeah. prison. He did. Really? He was like living in a, like a, you know, an Man old, by a, the a, a motel. Wow, like, I hate to hear that. Hooked on drugs. Ah, oh, I'll do it to you. Um, I, no, I'm really like Creed. They're awesome. How could you not? They got some bangers. Oh. I don't know, what about Creed in the Super Bowl halftime? They could have. No? I think, uh, you know, when you, probably not. No, you need something a little bit bigger than Creed. I just remember right the guy. video where he's like, Standing on the edge of a cliff, and he's got like the yeah. hair flowing. Like, right? Yeah, man. Yes. You feel it. You feel it. Ah, like the nuggets. You feeling the nuggets? I am. I uh, am. I'm feeling these What are you nuggets. feeling about the nuggets? Well, Heading into the last game is tonight before the All-Star break. That's right. Okay, talk to me. That's right. And the nuggets right now are 40 and 18, five games ahead of the Memphis Grizzlies in the West. And they're facing the Dallas Mavericks, who have added to their team. They traded for Kyrie Irving. And um, they played two games with Kyrie and Luka, and they've lost both of them. Okay. Um, in the last game, they both scored over 30 points, and Kyrie wasn't able to get a shot off in the in, at the buzzer. Yes. And they lost that one. They were playing hot potato, him and Luka, like with right. the basketball. Like, <laughs> you, no, you, take no, you, it. Uh, you don't want to be the selfish guy to take the last shot. Sometimes that's what happens yeah. whenever we don't know. know right? right. You don't know the structure. I mean, you just got there. You want to defer to the other guy because he's a superstar. Then you're like, no, I'm cool with you taking it. And then no one takes it. It's a turnover. So before we get in the Nuggets, what, what are your feelings about that? Adding a guy like Kyrie when you already have a guy like Luka who who handles the ball. He is the point man. And then you got up and you bring Kyrie, who's like one of the best point guards in yeah. the game. Kyrie can play off the ball too, uh, but they needed to do something, obviously, uh, to help Luka out yeah. with another uh, player. Um it just wasn't the same this year. Last year they made that nice run, uh, but it just wasn't the same basketball team this year. And so they needed to do something. And we'll see how it looks and how it works out and how it fits. They've only played a couple games together. And you, you got time to try to figure out. But I think they had to make a, a, this type of move to try to put another playmaker around him. He can't do it all. He can't. And and, and eventually, I mean, if you keep making him do it, keep making him do it, he's going to break down. He's going to get injured. Um, they are, and he was injured. Yeah, you know, he just got yeah. back from injury not yeah. too long ago, so he did miss a few games. Yeah, you've been putting it all on his shoulders. So uh, I, I, I understand why they did it. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks are, are sixth place in the West right now, thirty-one and twenty-eight. Uh, looking up at the Denver Nuggets, who are forty and eighteen. They're going to be playing tonight at Ball Arena. Um, Jamal Murray has been out five straight games. Yeah, I'm nervous. I was nervous last week about it. And um, Zach was like, ah, it's, it's his other knee, you know. And he's like, okay, we'll see. And then we we talked a little bit yesterday, and Zach's like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting nervous too. It's just like anytime I hear Jamal Murray and knee, I don't care if it's a surgically repaired one or his other one, it gets me nervous because we've talked so much about it the last couple of years of his knee surgery and when he was going to return. Yeah, he's healthy enough to return. Oh, he's not back. He's not back. And he never returned. So – it just gets me nervous, makes my anxiety go up high when I hear Jamal Murray and, like, uh, he's got a knee issue, knee maintenance, and he hasn't played in a few games. I don't think you play him tonight, give him the rest of the all-star break, and hopefully he's healthy for the stretch run, and it's not that big a deal. That's I kind of I think that's where you're at, unless he's completely healthy. 
then then play them. But you're right here. You got a little seven eight day break after this. You might as well just rest him, right? Or or play him. What do you? Th- I agree. I agree. I mean, you're going to need this guy on a playoff run, potentially. You know, an extra month and a half of, of of basketball, and you need him not only to be involved and be playing heavy minutes in a playoff run. That's physical basketball. That's right. Good I mean, point. you got to be playing defense. You know, th- this guy didn't come back last year against the Warriors when people were speculating speculating that he would. But after the season, he talked about it and he said, "Look, the offense, I'm fine on offense. I can get my shot off. It's the defense. It's the rebounding. It's the reaction stuff that he didn't feel comfortable with." And Tell me if you think I'm off base here, but when I see Jamal Murray in his frame, I think he needs to get stronger. Stronger? Yes. I think he needs to spend this offseason and add maybe about five pounds to his frame and focus on strength and durability. Like, you look at Steph Curry, the way that he transformed his body. He came into the league, you know, rail thin, getting pushed around, getting hurt all the time. He's transformed his body. Taking that seriously. Stuff's hurt right now again. I know. I know. So I'm watching a good example. We're watching the Golden State Warriors right here, and, <laughs> and Steph's not on no, the court. But, you but you're talking about Steph. No, he, got, he built his body up. He's he so did, much though. more physical. He never gets hurt. He always gets hurt. He got hurt last but year. He, he was out for a long time. Just You know what I'm saying, though? He has added weight to his frame. <laughs> And he yes, plays a okay. more physical style of basketball. Okay, sure. He can okay. run around and, and run into contact, running off of screens. He's getting to the basket, taking bodies. And to me, and I know Jamal's still coming off of his knee injury, but he doesn't seem confident in, in those moments. Yeah. Um, I don't know because it's it's lower body stuff with him. What do you do? A lot of squats? Oh, well, squats. Your, your core. Core. Your yeah, core. sure. Always focus on the core. Yeah. Um, fire the core. Yeah. Uh, the core core's about everything. It's all about the core, man. It's all about the core. Core strong, you're good. Uh, yeah, I don't think that would hurt Jamal um, to, to kind of withstand the rigors of the, you know, the long season. We'll see. Hopefully this is nothing here. And in a couple weeks, it's like, whatever. We did, we, we forgot about it. But it, to say it's not a concern at all when he's missed as much time as he's missed. And and I think the other point, point here is he was playing really good. Yeah. He's playing the best basketball of the year. And he was hot, and he, it seemed like he got his confidence back, and now you're taking a break, an extended break from that. Will we see some rust moving forward? Uh, hopefully it's nothing um, major here in a couple weeks. However, you were somewhat alarmed that they didn't bolster their roster by trading for a, a point guard or somebody to help, you know. Yeah, just just bringing, let's go all in. Right. Go all in. Put our, put our chips in the middle. That's what I wanted. Who did you want? I didn't, I don't. Didn't even matter. Somebody. No, like you want Kevin Durant. Um, uh, give me a big name, like any kind of big name to just try to take this team to Damian that next Lillard. step. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So the, the point guard depth could be a problem here because Bones is gone now, right? That's right. And Jamal's hurt. Well, Reggie Jackson has been acquired and Mr. He, October? Yeah. What? He's coming back. Oh, Mr. October's here? The other Reggie. Oh, I'm cool with him too. I'm He's cool with him as well. Guy. Yeah. I love it. So he, we might see his debut uh in a Nuggets jersey tonight. Okay. What do you expect to see from Reggie Jackson? Uh I'm not expecting to see him tonight. Personally. I don't know. Um I just think that you have a extended break after this game, yeah, with the All Star break coming right, up, right. Take our time. Why do it? Yeah, yeah. Well, why rush him into this situation? Let him learn everything. But if he's ready to go, let's play him. Great. I think it's a great addition. Obviously, a really good player for a long time. So, like the move, um, bringing him aboard and adding more depth and a really talented player. 
Well, it could be a playoff preview. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks coming to Denver to play the Nuggets tonight at Ball Arena at 7 o'clock. A couple of pieces of housekeeping. Creed did play in the Super Bowl halftime show in 2002. Oh. Yeah. In, uh, in just Creed. Just just Creed. Yeah, New wow. Orleans. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Also, Robert Wadlow, tallest man in the yeah, world. Still? Eight foot eleven. Right. See, I knew you were off. You're, like, you're like seven six. I said tallest seven eleven man bro. in the world. Eight eleven. That's nothing. I told you. I knew seven eleven's nothing. Yes. You ever met any seven eleven dudes? Tallest man in the world, bro. I was a foot eight, off. Eight foot eleven? Eight eleven. Wow. Someone saying he was six four in sixth grade. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank so, you uh, to our RamosLaw.com text line. Yeah, keeping us informed here. Damn. All right, our boy Troy Rank going to join us. That's next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. All right, guys, I was wrong about Creed. Performing at the Super Bowl halftime, he didn't. Oh, they did. You housekeep to tell us Creed performed at the yeah. Super Bowl. I hired a housekeeper to come in. They right. didn't clean the toilet. That's right. I'm that cleaning was, it now. That wasn't you. That was from the our, right. our loyal, great RamosLaw.com texters. That's right. And I just read what I saw, like Ron Burgundy. Yes. No, yeah. And uh, it was wrong. Yeah. It was wrong. So, so it wasn't Super Bowl. It was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, not even close. But at the same time, how many Thanksgiving halftime shows do you remember? Right. Like, that's not very common, right? No, but now it's become more uh, popular. Yeah. The, the thing, like the Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving well, halftime show. Well, who performed shows. at the last Thanksgiving halftime show? Um, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. Keith I, Urban. No. no. Stop with Stop your with Keith, the Urban. Keith Urban, bro. Three Musketeer. All right, we welcome in Troy Rank, Troy of Denver 7, joining us, presented by ROX, Rocks Heating and Air. Troy, thanks for joining us, man. So uh, we've been having this discussion because rumor mill had it last night, Troy, that potentially Garrett Bowles was on the trading block. We've shot that down. We don't think it makes a ton of sense to trade the best offensive lineman you have, um, especially when he's hurt. What are your thoughts on that rumor, Troy? Well, listen, I mean, talking to multiple sources last night, it's not something that they're considering right now. I just know that having covered the Major League Baseball trade deadline for 20 years, things can be fluid. Uh, I never say never on guys. The reason it doesn't make sense is they're probably looking at changes to two to three offensive linemen as it is. That's at center and at right tackle, and we're not sure if they're going to re-sign Dalton Reisner at left guard. So to move on from uh, Bulls, it just doesn't – the timing of it wouldn't make sense. But I would say this, make sure – Bulls is coming back from a significant injury, a, a very weird fracture that involved both the leg and ankle. And we won't know where he looks, you know, kind of until later in the off season. But I would be surprised. I never say never only because it's a new coaching staff. Uh, but it just based on where they are in their offensive line, I don't think it would make sense, at least right now, not right now. Exactly. Sounds like someone made up some you-know-what, and uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't pass the test for me, Troy. Uh, coaching staff, Sean Payton, uh, give us the latest – have you heard any um, news on who the defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator might be? Give us the latest on the coaching staff, Troy. Yeah, well, they've made some hires. None of this is official yet, but will be probably at some point this week. But De- Declan Doyle from the Saints, he will coach tight ends. Zach Streif, we've talked about, will coach offensive line. So that's cool for him. But the one name that's gaining traction, I talked to multiple people this morning, is and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but they're definitely saying don't roll it out, and that's Rex Ryan. He interviewed for the defensive coordinator job. 
Jay Glazer first reported that from Fox. I think it was last Sunday. So it was like weeks ago. But that's the name you can't rule out. They interviewed Sean Desai. They've interviewed a few others I haven't confirmed yet. They've interviewed at least the two NFC assistants for the special teams coordinator's job. Uh, but Rex Ryan would be fascinating just because he hasn't coached the NFL since 2016. He's been on TV. He's age 60. You know, why would he want to come back as a coordinator in that lifestyle? But selfishly in the media, he would be fantastic. He would yeah. be the best Thursday coordinator interview since Wade Phillips. All right, so Stoke and I were talking about the quarterback situation for the Broncos, and we started doing that because we were talking about the two Super Bowl teams and what the Broncos could learn from those two teams. And the quarterback position is shored up, and both of those teams went and got their guy. At what point do the Denver Broncos actually try to upgrade the quarterback position? If they like a guy in this draft, do they trade up and go get him, or do they wait and see what happens with Russell Wilson? Yeah, this is pretty much the make-or-break year for Russell. They just don't have, Nate, the draft cachet to move around to get to where you'd like. I mean, there was talk that a guy like Anthony Richardson could fall from Florida. For me, he is really, really raw. Uh, He's going to be overdrafted. He'll probably go in the top ten. But if a guy were to fall, you know, that becomes an interesting proposition. But it it appears right now, everyone I've talked to is Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, and Drew, de facto coach Drew Brees, who lives and is a neighbor with Russell Wilson and Del Mar. They're all going to try to make this work. And for one season, and if it doesn't, that would be the time to move on, because it, in this draft without a first round pick, Nate, what would they have to move around to get up to a guy you'd like? Because they get overdrafted. So to address it in a meaningful way, I don't think you would see until after this year. And I, I still believe, maybe naively, that Russell can rebound. And under Sean Payton, under in this offense, they're going to be more run heavy. Peyton is going to put him in position to succeed. I do think we will know unequivocally after this year whether Russ still is a you know top 15 type quarterback you can win with or is he's the guy who's clearly in decline. Troy, we're talking about trade rumors, and we, we kind of shot down that Garrett Bowles one. Looking at this roster, and if you're trying to get more draft picks, um, don't they don't have a lot this year, trying to get more. We were th- we, Nate and I were going over names, and I threw out the name of a really good football player, Justin Simmons. He's going to be 30 years old, and he's making $14 million this year and $14.5 million the following year on the last year of his deal when he will be 31 years old. Uh, his, his cap hit is $18 million in both of the next two years. Would that be, a you think, a possibility, a surprise that, oh, they've just moved uh, Justin Simmons? He's getting older, Troy. Uh, any, any possibility there for you? I don't see it with him. He's just too good of a player. I mean, if you look, I mean, he's been an absolute takeaway machine the last two years. Pat Sertan's their best player now, Justin Simmons on the days he played, was right with him. And Justin, for the first time in his career, missed time. So I don't see it. Just because he's too good of a player and Sean Payton wants to win, he, you're right that he would have give you some draft cachet. If you're looking for a guy to trade, for me, it starts with Cortland Sutton. And he's coming off a decent year, not perfect. I mean, right around 900 yards. The issue with Sutton, and I like Sutton as a player, I do. It's just if you're looking for a guy to move, this is a terrible free agent class for wide receivers. So if there's a team that sees this contract is fairly reasonable, given where the market's going for receivers, 
I would look to move him, trust Tim Patrick, and then go get somebody, Nicole Hardman or somebody on the cheap, a different version of their receiving core. They can't keep coming back with the same receiving core and expecting different results. It just doesn't make sense to me. Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton are in so many ways the same guy. I'm just going to trust that Tim comes back healthy. That's the guy I would look to move of the established names because I just think you need to switch. And it's nothing against Tim personally. I like him as a player, but he's got two touchdowns in his last 26 games, and he's the same player as Tim Patrick for me. That's the guy I would look to move to try to get a draft pick. Troy, you mentioned that Drew Brees is going to be involved in in the Russell Wilson reclamation project. You said they're neighbors there in Del Mar. Del Mar. Del Mar. That just sounds like money. It is. It is. It is huh? It's, a, it's yeah. a beautiful area. Yeah. yeah. Del Mar. Don't they have a racetrack there? They do. Yeah. It's a pretty fun time. Uh-huh. Yeah. You want to take me? You got to wear a fancy hat. All right. All right. I'm down. I'll see you. Sorry. Uh, but, Troy. Um, to uh, what capacity is Drew Brees going to really be involved? Can we expect him to be out here in Denver? Is he going to be Russell's quarterback coach? How's Drew Brees going to help him? No, it's just he's their best. They're not best friends. They're good friends. They live near each other, and he's going to be picking his brain. Trust you know to accelerate and microwave his development in the Sean Payton offense. I mean, Sean alluded to it in his opening day, his opening press conference, saying that he's going to be Drew Brees, the you know their Delmar coach. And I don't see Breeze. Maybe he shows up at training camp one day or two. That I could absolutely see. But no, I don't see, see a regular gig for Drew Breeze. But he's just around Russell. He's coaching his own kids. He's just around football still. I mean, meaning Breeze. I just see Russell knowing how he is. He's competitive. There's this resource right down the street that he's going to use it. And just like he did last spring where he brought his own receivers in, I expect Russell to do that. But this is about this spring's about Russell getting better and the way Russell can get better is going to the one guy who worked with Sean Payton for what 15 years no one knows Sean Payton better than Drew Brees so I love the idea of them working together they're not the same quarterback so let's not get this confusing this would be about terminology how Sean Payton sees the game his expectations for the position but how those two play the game we saw we saw Russell try to play like Drew Brees last year purposefully try to play like him It was a horrible experiment. It failed in every way imaginable. We saw what Russell Wilson could do at the end of last season in two of those those last two games. That is the Russell Wilson we need to see. So don't confuse that I'm saying he wants to be Drew Brees, but Drew Brees can let him know the terminology, the expectation, the details, how everything matters to Sean Payton. That can only help Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson wants to be like Drew Brees. Uh, one major difference in their game, Russell Wilson was sacked more times in 10 years than Rus- and than Drew Brees was in 20 as an NFL quarterback. Russell has to find a way to stay off the turf. He got sacked 55 times last year. Th- thank you, Troy. I appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Troy. Yeah. You got it, guys. Take care. All right, that was Troy Rank of Denver 7, presented by ROX. Rocks, heating and air. All right, so should the Broncos start looking for a backup plan to Russell Wilson? Mm-hmm. That's next. Listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. Don't get me wrong, I like a bobber and a horny, horny looking up and ready to horny. I like a fatty, fatty, fatty. Brooks and Dunn. Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. I know this song, but I don't know. 
I don't know who uh, the singer is. I know you don't know. <laughs> I just Wait, know how all country songs go. It's definitely someone. Who? He said massive. Massive. Yeah, like a oh, big, like a big star. Um, go ahead. Who is it? You're going to hate yourself. Luke Combs. Damn it. This is the second time. I've, that's the second time I've missed on Luke. Second time. It just doesn't sound like Luke to me. I'm ashamed of myself for that. Why? Is Luke, Cause, is Luke, Luke yeah. Combs? Like, no, he's great. I love him, too. Yeah. Um, this isn't one of my, my favorites of his, though. But uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's Who great. is your Who's your favorite? Morgan right now. Morgan Wallen. Oh, okay. Waylon Wallen. Mm. Um, him by far. But then you got uh, you got Luke. You got uh, Chris Stapleton. Love mm. Chris Stapleton. Um, so there, I mean, there's uh, there's there's there, yeah, there's a lot that I love. Do those guys come through Denver? Yeah, yeah. Morgan came through this past year. Um, we got. Um, I think we have George Strait coming this year. I think we have we have Jason Aldean coming. Um, so looking forward to uh, all of that. I don't know if Luke Bryant coming to town. Um, I've um, did you go to all of them? Well, my friend invites you go back, me. Yeah, my friend invites me. So what is that like when when you go to one of those shows with your friend? With my friend? Yeah, with your friend. I mean, it's everything is perfect. Right. Right. <laughs> everything is perfect. You just kind of roll up. Right. You get right to you know the closest you can get, or under the stadium where it depends the on Red the location. Rocks. Uh, Red Rocks, you just go you right go to the very now. You just go right to like the one of the like side entrances deals, mm-hmm. and then you're backstage, and yep. then you're just hanging you're out. Like the good time for all, man. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's nice. It's really nice. I can't. There's no complaints about that. All right, man. Well, it's let me know. Fun. Let me know when you want me to. I'll, I'll, yep, yep. Stay by your phone. Yeah, man. Stay by your phone. I'm I'll give it. you a buzz. Yep. All right. Yeah, you got my number. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. I got it. I'm I'm locked in with you. All right. Do the Broncos need to start looking for a backup plan? For Mr. Wilson, because first of all, it's crazy that we're having this conversation this quickly. Right. Right after giving up all we gave up for him, the excitement, the red carpet that was unrolled, but also the fact that this dude's played really, really good football for a decade. Yeah. The fastest quarterback ever to 100 wins. Super Bowl champion, went to another Super Bowl, nine out of 10 Pro Bowls. Do the Broncos need to have another option like now? Yes. Absolutely, Nate. Um, you, you're talking about the most important position in all of sports, right? Very important position. So you always want to look for your next quarterback. Pretty much always, right? And you always want to have a good backup plan. And if, if your guy takes off and starts playing great again, if Russ, okay, guess what? We have a really good backup, and you have an asset to trade. Right, we saw that with the New England Patriots with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like this stuff happens all the time. If your quarterback gets hurt, you have a backup plan that's ready to go. Right, so you can't just say, "Oh, you know, let's give Russ one more year here, and then we'll try to draft our quarterback maybe the year after." And if he doesn't work out, I know you don't have a lot of draft picks this year, but quarterback is so important. I'm not mad if they use one of those third-rounders on a, a quarterback. I'm not mad if they try to move up into the second round to get a, a, a quarterback that they like. I just think that you have to be aggressive when it comes to that position. 
and the backup quarterback position is a very important position, but also having your eye towards the future and in case of emergency, break glass. Like, we don't want this to be Russell's last year, but that's a real possibility. And if you could draft a Jalen Hurts in the second round, if you could draft a young Russell Wilson in the third round, like Kirk Cousins in the whatever, third or fourth round, like why would you not um, – have that as a real viable option. I think you definitely have to have that at the top of your to-do list this year. Do you like agree with I agree. Any of that? Disagree? I agree. He clearly didn't play well. And if you don't have everybody on your team playing well at their position, you have to try to replace them, right? Doesn't matter how much money you make, you got to play the best guys and if they're not living up to the standard, you have to replace them. Um but what do you what do you make of the idea that that Troy was just saying that any quality quarterback coming out of the draft is going to get overdrafted, and the Broncos are just not going to have access to him. Well, like, do you really think they can find a guy in the later rounds? I know D-Mac's head's about to explode. Yeah. Um, Russell Wilson was drafted in what round? Third, third. I believe. Right? Joe Montana third. Right. So we have two third-round picks. Mm. There's still good quarterbacks that are drafted outside the first round. Right, Jalen Hurts was drafted in the second round. I just saw him play in the Super Bowl, like one of the best Super Bowl performances ever. He Brock, was unbelievable. Brock second Purdy. round pick, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, seventh round pick. Last pick Tom Brady, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you can find quarterbacks elsewhere, and so you, and also you, you're aggressive. If you like a guy in the second round, and he's there in the second round. Trade some of your picks to go move up and get get that guy. That's it's just that important of a position um, to just ignore. Totally, because, oh, we have Russell Wilson. We're hoping that he can get back to form. I think you're always looking for a quarterback. And worst-case scenario is if you draft a good quarterback and he doesn't play, okay, great. That would be, I mean, actually, best-case scenario, excuse me. And now he, you can use them to as a as trade bait, or yeah, that's just a great luxury to have. You have a really good, cheap backup. Okay, well, what if there aren't? Quarterbacks coming out of the draft that you think okay. you could get. What about a what about a veteran guy? What about a guy like uh, Taylor Heineke or a guy like Sam Darnold or Andy Dalton, Baker Mayfield? Anybody though? Any of those guys? Uh, I like Taylor Heineke. I, I liked what I saw from him last year and the year before. He's just tough. He's a backup quarterback. He's a grinder. Uh, I like his his style of play. I think he he fits the backup quarterback mold. Um, what you're looking for, you, you guy that can come in and win you some football games. Maybe not the most consistent starter, but uh, would be a good backup. He's played in a lot of meaningful games and he's done well in those games. So he would be a guy that I would say yes to uh, because obviously you need to upgrade your backup quarterback position. Russell's getting older. We saw him banged up this year. Brett Rippon wasn't the answer. So you, you need to take it a little bit more seriously and, and look at one of these backups. For me, Taylor Heineke is a good one. Look, Sam Darnold, I know he hasn't lived up to expectations, but maybe you put him with Sean Payton, maybe he plays a little bit better, right? Yep. Uh, the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, he, he, he's he been a nice quarterback for a while. Um, probably not Baker Mayfield for me. Um, although there is a niche that I kind of want to scratch with him that would be kind of entertaining to watch and once again you pair him with Sean Payton what does it look like so well, t- talk uh, about that itch a potential you mean like, like yeah that you just somebody he hasn't had a coach who's been able to get uh, everything out of him yet KKFN KKFN HD1 Longmont Denver just welcome to the welcome to the losers club Scratch that <laughs> brought to you by Zach Bye. um 
Well, with Baker, like, we've seen him play at a high level before, like a really high level, lead Cleveland to the playoffs. And then it has fallen flat the last couple of years. So for me, like, okay, why not? Uh, I think his best place might be just to stay as a backup in with the Rams, but certainly would you entertain or entertain any of these guys or Baker Mayfield? Yeah, like, what does Baker do for you? Anything at all? Baker doesn't as much, um, but I like I like Taylor Heineke. Um Maybe Andy Dalton. He seems like a good backup. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a backup this year in New Orleans, came in and did decent. Yeah. It's um, better than what we've had, right? Yeah, and like you said, um experience in big games. Andy Dalton's plays a big game. Yeah. So so he would come off the bench and be ready to rock. I wanted your opinion though before the show's over about what the 49ers are gonna do with their quarterback situation. Yeah. What do you think they'll do? Do you think they'll roll with Brock Purdy? Is he their starter? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. He, um, how could he not be? He's earned it, right? Yeah, he's earned it. The only problem is, is this thing called Tommy John. Ooh, and and he's having that Tommy John surgery. So now you miss all the off season. That opens the door back for Trey Lance to kind of put his foot in the door and keep it open. And that's the problem for Brock Purdy. But I think overall, you know, Trey Lance is going to have to earn it, or it will go back to Brock Purdy. And so it's uh, that's going to be an interesting situation. It's a good one. For San Francisco, obviously. You right. got your top five pick in Trey Lance, who you thought was going to be the future, and then you lucked into this guy Crazy. that just played unbelievable, Crazy. you know, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. I mean, how fortunate are the 49ers? So if that early pick doesn't work out, you know what? You made you made up for it with Mr. Irrelevant. So it's going to be interesting to see how that duo, how it plays out this next year. You know, welcome, weird. D-Mac. They can have, yeah, welcome, guys. They can have a legit quarterback competition that's not distracting there. That is so rare. That you could actually do that. Like, you could really have that. Assuming not distracting. Both are healthy. I don't How is it not distracting? No, it's just good. Usually it's distracting because there's one favorite here, there, wherever. You really can't go wrong if you're San Francisco. No matter who you choose, you're you're fine. It's and, a really good spot oh, to be in. No, at. I don't. I, see, I disagree with you because if you go with Trey Lance and he hasn't proven himself and then he starts losing early on, now the whole team is looking around like, That's give us one. give us Brock Purdy. Well, welcome to it. A little competition. What's wrong with that? I mean, it's very rare that you can get away with that in the NFL. That's a But I still think situation. it can be a distraction. Anytime you have a, a, a training camp competition, to me, it's it's a distraction. We've seen it here. You know, it didn't matter if it was Paxton Lynch and Trevor or whatever. It's, it's, it is a distraction, especially if you're trying to be a championship team. But it will be very interesting to see how it plays out. There. I think they'll just play it out, and they'll just do whoever Kyle feels is the best. And so it's hard to predict. Who it'll be? I mean, you've you've still sunk more into Trey Lance, a lot more. You probably should, but, give but Trey it could at least be, a shot. But it could be he got a shot this year and it wasn't very good. It, it was are not. you sure? It yeah. was not. No, it he was he was doing all right. No, he was not. No, he wasn't. You also love Justin Fields. Apparently, he's going to get traded. Bro. He's not going to get traded. That's what I heard. Well, for Lock, Lock who'd, you, who'd you hear that from? Jason Jason Lockenford. Yeah, Jason Lockenford. Ever heard yeah. of him? What did he say? He said that there is strong belief after Super Bowl week among many executives that yeah, Justin I saw Fields that will be. Flipped. Nobody's name on it. Locking for having cocktails with his pals. And Jason Locking for, you know, he hasn't been spot Don't get on. so sensitive over oh, Justin wow. Fields, brother. I'm don't not get so sensitive. Don't, don't okay. be so sensitive with the facts about Jason Locking for. It's not like he's batting a thousand. No, but he's done pretty well, especially when it comes to quarterbacks in the last few years. You got some analytical data on Jason Locking for? Right 85% now? I'm not making the correct. claim. Yeah, thank you. 85%. Did you look it up? Did you look it up on, online? Just in my oh, mind. Right. Matt's like yeah. making stats up that he doesn't want me to check them on. Hey, let me say. 
can't check that. Yeah, stat. let me let me state a state a fact, and no, don't don't ask me for the data. No. How was uh, loading the bags this morning? Was it pretty nasty out there in that weather? It was, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. first shift at Southwest was tough, huh? Oh, oh, Man, you guys love these headphones. I, I can get you guys a pair. Uh, you can? Yeah. No, okay, those yeah. are those are like 1980s classics. You can't oh, right. holding the bags out of great. Southwest this morning. I'm Dude, if I'm you. listening to Dark Side of the Moon in the in the 70s, Floyd with those headphones, <laughs> I guess that's making sense. But, uh, you know, times have changed. Uh, you are like they good? Them. Are they good? He, he likes them. Are they, so. are they? They're good. They're like music studio headphones. Oh, okay. I love it. Yeah, and I didn't have any other ones, and I brought them. I'm like, cool, man. Let they it work. rock. Let it rock. Do you, Nate? Let's rock. Do I you. do all the time. Trey Lance, I, I got a question for you guys because you talked about wanting to see what he can do. He didn't have a long time to do that. How long would you give him? Because you're talking about, you know, a mutiny that could exist on your team. If you, no, he's got to do if you well. play Trey, Trey Lance. Like, like, you know, you want Quickly. five, six games? Yeah, um, maybe Seven games, but what you if you're like know. two and five at the end of that? You, then you go to Brock Purdy. It's really not that big. But you might have lost your season too, at that point. Dude, they're too good. They, they've just, look what they're bringing back. Look who's on that team. Yeah. They're They're just... Well, you know, is is Glinchy going to be on that team next year? Are we looking at something? Patrick Mahomes at the parade standing up there, and he looks like he's got oh, a brewski in his hand. Look, look at all those people pretending Kansas City is a nice place to live. Oh. Well, there's Travis Kelsey up there with Mike. Oh, he's got yeah. a he's got a Bud Light can oh, on wow. the end of a chain, but it it's like, like a diamond crusted Bud Light. Looking can. like Jerry Rice with yeah, Jerry with the Rice's mini helmet. mini helmet on his <laughs> chain. Wow, that thing is a huge. That's a good sponsorship deal yeah, there. For, really I mean, right? Sad. I mean, like how much how much publicity advertisement for Bud Light right there? I mean, it's a diamond encrusted Bud Light can on his chain. It's not free what he's doing right there. No, there's some some. That's sort of, what I'm saying. By the like, way, that is. I mean, that, he, he's getting a good payday off of that. Do you remember when Marcel Darius said, "I'm going to make those teams that didn't draft me pay for it," and he was drafted third? And was, <laughs> I guess he's going to make the Broncos and the Bills really pay for it. I love the Kelseys. I really do. I love their podcast. The whole concept of the whole world was against us and nobody believed us is, I get it, you want to have some sort of chip on your shoulder. Lots of people believed in the Kansas City Chiefs. That is not some sort of underdog team. They were an underdog in the game, though. I guess. Did you, I guess did you, you listen to the New Heights podcast between the two of them? After I've the seen Bowl? clips. I haven't seen the whole thing. He was talking about that so in crying. reference saying that no one believed in us. He was saying all the stuff that was talked this summer about how Tyreek Hill was going to go. Right. He was more referencing that. It wasn't necessarily about the Super Bowl. That's that's kind of, that was the theme. I mean, I kind of believe they were going to take a step back this so year. So did I. And yeah. oh, by the way, the... You know, they had no secondary help. Uh, everyone was pretty much new in their whole secondary. They started two young cornerbacks. I mean, they they, they, they had a lot of issues on that team. And yeah, it was, I thought it was going to be a big transition, and well, obviously it wasn't. They started the third most rookies in the league, but guess what they also have? The best quarterback in the world. and That um, helps. <laughs> And they got a pretty good yeah, defense. That, that, that front uh, defensively is pretty good and it's underrated. And they got a great coach. And their offensive line played great also, and they do have a great coach. How important is coaching? It matters. Yeah. So. How important is the backup quarterback position? It's an intro, I, was, I was trying to, in my head, I was, I was wondering where you guys were going. Like, what's what's the purpose of the conversation? Like, are you thinking to compete with Russ? Russ is going to get hurt or something, and you need well, to survive. I mean, no, no, where, no, no. Where's your heads at? With no it? one's competing with Russ right now. We got it. Russ is this is Russ's year. Okay? Yeah, but it's looking towards the future, and also looking, looking towards the future. Both All looking right, so, towards the future, but also the other side note was looking towards more of a veteran backup. But looking towards the future, I think you have to do starting this 
off season this off season draft where where it's got to still be on your mind to Fine. try to find a quarterback. What round? And I don't know wherever, wherever. Like I'm open mm-hmm. to whatever, but I think to just ignore it and say, well, we're going to give Russ one year, then we'll look maybe the following year. I think is a little bit foolish. I think you still have to think if there's a guy that you love there that um, you know whether you move up late first round, whether you move up in the second round, probably won't For happen. A quarterback probably won't happen. Okay. But if you love one, would you not? If you love one? God, Would man. you just say no? Glennon Trubisky doctrine. Well, that's Go. first That's first round, baby. That's not second round, guys. I would, that's what I'm saying. I would never move up into the second round for a quarterback. Never, ever, never, ever. Why? Because the, the quality of quarterbacks aren't there, and you're not committed enough to him. That's the big difference between guys that go high in the first round and later on. You're, There's still you're, been good players come out of the second round, third round, so you can't just ignore it and say, I'm not going to touch those guys because, you know. They, How many times you dunk in high school when you played high school basketball? I missed it the one time I tried. Okay. I, I missed it, but I hung on the rim. Right. I hung on the rim, and um, we were blowing the team out. Did you get benched? Um, I, no, it was my uh, it was technical foul, and I got, uh, <laughs> and that was my fifth foul. Oh. Technical and fifth foul. So, yes, the I did get benched. It was a big drop. I did technically get benched. And, right, then, per- and then every perfect. game after that, all I wanted to do was dunk the stinking basketball, and I never got another and opportunity. that is drafting a quarterback <laughs> in the second or third round right there. It's not that it can't happen. Uh, it's not that you can't try to make it happen. It's just, you know, let's give it to the kid on your team who's 6'6". Who you know hey, can throw it down. Hey, Jalen Hurts. What round was he drafted? Second round. He okay. is there should be a poster of Jalen Hurts above Mike Evans' bed. He right. is he is the guy. Who's the other guy? Russell Wilson. What year was what round? Third round. We're going back like twelve Rock years. Purdy. Good job. Purdy. Purdy. Where was he drafted? He's not in anybody's scenario because nobody envisions the seventh round. I suppose that's all I'm hold saying. On, hold on. Part of the Glenn and Trubisky doctrine <laughs> is is drafting guys later on. That is part, if you go and listen to the podcast, I mean, it's there. Uh, it's not hiding on you. You I can go listen it. to it. It's one of the chapters there. It's at denversports.com right now. One of the chapters. There's like 12 of them. There's like 12 chapters in a podcast. It's there for anybody's consumption. And, yes, I would absolutely, a 1,000%, draft quarterbacks every year because you need a – you need a, a totality in your room. So, yeah, you should be developing guys every single year. Every Why year? You? Don't you need a totality on your team? What about if, the rest if, of the positions? Hey, if you find Brock Purdy, you can stop. You're good. Uh, congratulations. But why the hell did we hang on to, to Brett Rippon? What was the point of that? Because he beat out Josh Johnson. <laughs> why were we dealing with Josh Johnson? Because we thought Russell Wilson was going to play like Russell right. Wilson. Yeah. Right, because we thought Russell was... It didn't matter who the backup was. It didn't happen. Now we have to have a plan B just in case it doesn't so happen all again. they wanted to do was make Russell Wilson comfortable, and that's what they did. Look at Brett Rippon. He's picking fights with offensive linemen in defense of Russ, right? Josh Johnson, he's a, he's a sweet dude. He's been on, you know, 72 teams in 12 years, you know? I mean... Listen, they could not have made life more comfortable for Russell Wilson and what was the end result. So if you want to talk about backup quarterbacks, I'm asking you guys, well, what do you want to get out of it? Do you want to make things comfortable for Russ? Or we want to push him a little bit. I mean, well, who could you push him with? Would be my question. Like, it'd be a younger really guy. He'd be a younger well, Jameis Winston you would push him with. Jameis Winston would you would push him with. But Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton you would not Crab be pushing him with. What's that? Jameis Winston? Crab legs, man. He's got a history with the Saints. He's got a history with Sean Payton. He's a younger guy. He's had success in the league. He's had failures in the league. But yeah, that, he just the last couple of years, he just fine, not. Fine, but we're talking about what do you want? Do you want some of the safety valve or do you want somebody to push him? I think I think this year um, I would I would like a young guy in the mix, a young guy, drafted guy. I would um, too. Uh, but 
You got five tenths. It's not about yeah, no, uh, but I, and, and that stinks. Uh, right. But but it's got to be a guy you love. Like okay, I think we just got a Jalen Hurts type of player, right? Mid-rounds, You're not just, but mid rounds is a guy that you kind of like, or you you have some. You don't have to love a guy in the mid round. I still got to love him if you only got five picks. But well, I, that's I, right. That's I, I don't I don't want anybody that is going to push Russ. There's nobody here on this list that we're going to say all of a sudden that guy pushes Russ and, you know, if he plays, all of a sudden we're going to be a 10-win team. I just don't see that guy there. This year is all about Russ again. He's on this team. Right, let me give you one out and, the door. Give me one, give me okay. one out the door. You have two third-round picks. You use your first third-round pick on an offensive lineman. Perfect. Oof. You have a second third-round pick. Hendon Hooker's there. Do you take Hendon Hooker? Did we trade Garrett Bowles yet or not? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll just make him? things up. Why don't we get out our fairy tale If you love book? him, yes. If you love him, yes. You do take him, yes. Would yes. you take Hendon Hooker, second pick, third round? I, don't, I haven't watched him that much. I don't know. I'm not, I, I can't and give he's you coming off of, And he's coming off take, of a, uh, right a, a bad knee injury, it's right? It's all that. Oh, he's a red shirt year for sure. Right, which no I'm doubt. not concerned about that at all. Yeah, uh, it's really not because you know you're giving up a starter in another position with that second, third round pick. Are you? You should be. Do you think? I mean, who have we drafted in the third round lately? Uh, Justin Simmons is the third round pick. Well, yeah, he's, that he's was ten right. years ago. All right. Well, well I mean, good. I mean, lately, like, who have we drafted in Quinn the third Miners. round? You don't like Greg Dulcich? Uh, yeah, Quinn Miners. I mean, he he was okay this year, but would I give up Greg Dulcich for maybe a future quarterback? Yeah. Uh, well, okay, fine, and that's the decision you have to make. But theoretically, that guy in the third round, those two third round picks, they are starters. I mean, you can get Hopefully. great. Guards, centers. Oh, yeah, you can find good players, There's, especially in the fourth round. That's where you find the gym. The fourth rounds are great spots, early, early 100s. Yeah. Round. <laughs> okay. Find There's no doubt about it. Rough. You had a good damn career, didn't you? <laughs> you didn't suck. You got Super Bowl rings. You should get one more, too. I when see. the Giants putting that in the mail. I know. What are you doing hey, here, by the way? Just hanging, man. <laughs> I asked him to stay. I asked him to stay. And uh, Zach's taking a uh, snow guy? day. He's he, taking a snow day. Yeah, he's sledding. He's taking a snow yeah. day. Someone on the text sledding. line said they sledding. saw him yeah. at the at the mall at food the mall. court. That's where he was last time he took a day Also, I would not Mark be surprised. Mark Meadows, man, it's got a great food court. Great food court. They, they've upgraded some of the uh, places in there. It's pretty good. I, I went and eat lunch there a couple weeks ago. Well, great. guys, I got, I got to warn you, there's maybe a quarter inch of snow on the roads right now. So, geez, take your time. Be careful. Oh, my God. Be careful. Okay. You guys like the Mavericks uh, with uh, Kyrie in town tonight? That's going to be fun. Against the Nuggets? Yeah. Um, Luca? No, it's going to be the Nuggets are going to be beat them. Yeah. Entertainment. We got some bad news about the, the only question I have is Jokic go for a triple double. I have not hit on that this year. I am so off on that. Jokic triple double, Matt? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, Dallas doesn't have the defensive bigs. Who's he getting that. 10 assists to? He didn't get a triple-double in the last game because yeah. he got two. Trust you got, me, I know. You got Jamal and you got A.G. out. That's a tough tw- one. He's at 20 on the year, so I think it's probably a safe I would say no. He doesn't have the same scores that he usually plays with. You're going to rely on the bench more. I would not go with a triple-double with Jokic. Did I already lose you some money? No, I'm going. I'm in. Sorry. That's I'm a, in. It's we'll a, see. It's a, tri- I'm in. It's a tricky I'm in. bet tonight. I'm in. Okay. Well, we'll get to all of it. Nate, good to see you, bro. You too, man. All right. Matt. Always good to see you guys. You ready to rock and roll? I'm ready, baby. I'm again, it. Look at this Def Leppard t-shirt. Do you want to borrow my headphones? I would borrow them and throw them in a the trash can. <laughs> I mean, I can I can, I can, assist you on that one. I can I can guide him right in there. Throw them to me, I'll just slam dunk. No, thank you. Put it right there. No, thank you. This is the drive of no, the fan.